Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. 94.9 The Rock, GTA's Rock Station. Friday morning. Welcome to it. Short week, so that feels good. We really got to get to that four-day work week thing. I don't right. Know. Well, I mean, we're already on a four-day work week, and it feels long. Really? Right? Well, yeah. How does four-day work week feel long? I don't know. It feel, this week feels long. We had Monday off, right? Yeah, but it still feels long to you. Yeah, it felt a bit long. It dragged on a little bit. Maybe it's just hot. Well, you know. I mean, I like it. I'm not complaining about it. Maybe it's because you were off last week. Right. That might have something to do with it. Yeah. The alarms have been rough. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think we had some research that showed that, uh, again, we're never satisfied or happy about anything. Even the four-day work week now, people complain about because I guess when it's a regular work week, the theory was Wednesday was kind of your your day where you realized you were, as they say, over the hump, the halfway point, the halfway point. And so Thursday and Friday, you kind of sailed through, but without that day, really? Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it a while <laughs> oh, back. I know but we're so soft. Well, <laughs> really, oh, you, we you just complained that we I, felt long. I know. I'm just saying it felt long. But, but my goodness, to, yeah. to say, well, let's not have a four-day work week because eliminating the Wednesday hump day mm-hmm. will be too hard on our systems. This yeah. seems so ridiculous. Probably for many in uh, management and ownership of companies, that idea of the four-day work week does seem like a slippery slope. As much as we um, say, oh, we'll be more productive and we'll work longer hours on the four days we work and we'll get all the work done that we could do in five and four. You just know inevitably somewhere along the line they're going to go, can we get this down to three? Right. <laughs> four, but most of that's from home, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Three days a week I'll be at home. I'll come in and uh, do one day where it looks like I'm trying to do something. <laughs> I'll really put on my best Oscar-winning performance and I'm actually attempting anything. There may be some, too, who say, you know, adding the extra day of the weekend will just pile on more work, mm. uh, you know, when they when they return the next day. Add, add another set of email to it. Uh, or, you know, really, the, and, and in some businesses, there's just no divide between work time and off time because mm. you're on the phone all the time uh, readily available and i would think too with uh three days off a week your pocketbook would get a little slimmer too because you know when you've got days off that means you've got time to spend money true true you know when you're at work you're at work you're busy supposedly doing things uh, and you don't have time to be off just willy-nillying at Costco. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. I mean, obviously, salaried employees are, are, are down with this idea. Say, yeah, if I can work a day less and collect exactly what I'm, I've been work, making all along, mm. go for it. What about hourly employees really feel about that? Or they say, you know, I mm-hmm. need the cash here. You know, I, I, or likely will just continue to working anyway. I don't think everything could go to four days, right? right. I mean, like grocery stores and a lot of places that are hourly, uh, gas stations and all the kind of well, public service stuff. They already remain open seven days a week. Yeah. It's just, you know, you'll just have to adjust your shifts accordingly mm. uh, to do that. But as it stands right now, it's tough to get, you know, people back to work mm-hmm. in some fields. Uh, or not just being in work, but there's just, you know, companies are having a hard time hiring people because they just don't want to work. I don't know whether or not the draw of working 
three days or being paid less mm. uh, for their work week is going to help that. This still has me shaking my head. I cannot, outside of the story I understand around the airport, where people, like, especially in baggage handling, where uh, forever, you know, it's a tough job. You're outside on that uh, tarmac and you're uh, throwing heavy suitcases around winter, summer, spring and fall. And during COVID, you weren't working and you collected that check or maybe you ended up working in a warehouse or a factory or you work for Amazon and you found out that uh, working inside a warm, comfortable uh, warehouse is a lot easier than working outside. That one I get and I understand why the airport struggles. But with so many other businesses, I can't understand. Uh, no, And I've... I've, I've read about it. I've, I've heard about it on the news and people discuss it. But how can you just not go back to work or want to work? Do you yeah. not have bills to pay? Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't get it. Do you not have rent? Or have you, has everybody just given up and moved home with their parents? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was just talking to a buddy the other day. Kind of the, the thing came up about getting people back to work. He said, yeah, there's a factory out east of the GTA. That you know, was hiring people eighteen dollars an hour, no no real experience needed, and struggling to find people to get that because they just couldn't get them to work for eighteen it's, bucks an hour. Like, what are we doing? I know. Like, <laughs> I mean, just to eat to to put a little gas in your car. I mean, maybe 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 just everybody's still sitting at home. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I go out, I see things. People are out and doing things. Yeah. So money has to be coming from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, if, if you actually are one of those people who's just staying home because you don't feel like working, I'd love to hear from you. Like, I don't know how you're surviving. Yeah. Okay. Unless they could take an early retirement or something like that and had that option. But There's that. But it can't be that many. No. And plus, if it's warehouse work, that's usually geared toward younger people. Yeah. I don't know. Very strange. Unless everybody else on the planet, except for these two knobs, has figured something out, <laughs> then clue us in. Because we'd like to get on that gravy train. It's Friday and it's a lovely day. International. Beer day. International. Beer day. Beer, beer, beer. I'm going for a beer. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Time to head for the best tasting beer you can find. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. You know the deal. Let's get a beer. Beer it up. We've got the beer. International Beer Day, luck. Right. Yes, sir. Good day. That's today? Yeah, you should go over to Brock Street, get oh. the uh, Rock Hard Lager. That's right, yes. And enjoy. Get, get some for the entire family. <laughs> Kids, grandparents. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lovely day. In my mind, when it comes to holidays and special days, uh, Christmas, Easter, International Beer Day. Right. And I, I sometimes think Beer Day passes Easter. I, I'm surprised you added that before that, to be honest. But yeah. Uh, I just, you know, me and the Lord. Right. Very close that way. Would have thought you'd pick Valentine's Day instead. <laughs> I do love that day, too. Because it's the uh, almost guaranteed leg over there. <laughs> almost guaranteed. <laughs> almost. There's always guaranteed a Guaranteed for a very, very high price. Yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a real window there of opportunity. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you, if you enjoy a pint today, then, uh, enjoy it and, uh, enjoy responsibly, of course. Now, some myths about beer, uh, that drinking a lot of beer gives you a beer belly. Well, yes, it helps towards the Molson muscle, as they say, but it's really a combination of just too many calories in general. So 
if you're drinking a lot of beer, chances are you're not walking the steps at the CN Tower. You gotcha. know, you're not getting much exercise. <laughs> right. and, and, and when you're pounding pints, you're really not looking for a broccoli salad. It is amazing, though, some of the uh, the boilers that get developed. Mm. <laughs> like you'll you'll see someone who just you know looks like a regular frame and yeah. build uh, from maybe front or especially rear profile, yeah, uh, and then they turn and <laughs> it looks like you're eight to nine months or maybe more pregnant. Yeah. It's 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 a strange um, it's a strange thing how how far out that skin stretches. Yes, it's good. Um, I listen. I believe in the Molson muscle. I, I I understand that it's a lot of calories going in from a lot of different areas and probably not much exercise. But I knew I do know from personal experience that when I was really drinking a lot of beer, I got a huge boiler. But I didn't have the over the the belt loop boiler. Okay, I carried high. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> it was a boy. It was yeah, it was way up near my rib cage. It was just this big lump that stuck out. It was very odd. Right. And then when I really did slow up on the beer, that has shrunk away. So I think beer does contribute. So you never got to the point where the belly was slipping under the end of the t-shirt. No, I, I, it would it would look really weird because I wouldn't have a whole lot of gut right above, like around my belly button. Right, it was up around my rib cage. Interesting. So, yeah, it's weird. It was well, I'm I'm oddly shaped yeah. <laughs> to begin with. Maybe that's something to do with how much you lie down during a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other myths on this International Beer Day: myths about beer. Uh, people believe dark beers are stronger than light beers. Okay. And light beers are lighter in color and body, but that doesn't mean that they're less in alcohol. Right. Like Guinness is like, a, I think, a 4%, and you know, some Bud and other beers are like 5 so. Right, 5.5. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe that has something to do with the theory that red wine gives you more of a hangover because of the tannins mm. in it, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's sugars, but I don't know. Hmm. Beer should always be served ice cold. This is a myth. Ice cold temperatures can actually ruin the flavor of a good beer. Right. So well, cold though, like at least chilled. Yeah, I. You, know, you get a warm pint served to you, and it is it's nasty, something disgusting. Or you know, on a hot day, if you don't get that that beer in you, and you get down to like the last quarter, and it's starting to warm up, right? It can get pretty gross, pretty fast. I was surprised that more beer companies hadn't, you know, tapped into that Coors Light Mountains Are Blue technology. Yeah. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm sure that sold a lot of beer for them. A lot of summer summer brews, for yep, sure. For sure. And uh, people believe, another myth about beer, they believe that draft beer gives you a hangover. Uh, the truth is drinking any amount of alcohol to excess is going to give you a hangover. True, yes. I think you know, people that are drinking draft, I don't know if it's less carbonated or you just drink it faster. Mm. Maybe you get a bigger pint, right? Because you're getting 20 ounces instead of 12. The only thing I think I experience with drinking too much draft beer is you get a tad farty. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's all the chicken wings I'm pounding (laughs) down with the draft beer. It is so hot in some parts of the world. How hot is it? Right. Well, it's so hot that people are now strapping portable fans to their cats and dogs. They're called cool dog vests. Okay. And the owner of this uh, cool dog vest company came up with the idea when she saw how hot and exhausted her dog was when she took him out on walks. And uh, so she invented this little fan, weighs like three ounces. It's attached to a mesh vest that the uh, dog and cat wear. 
And the vest, of course, might make the animal a little warmer, but the fan on their back is designed to circulate fresh air through their fur and across their body. It's available in five sizes. Seems a bit extreme. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understand it's extreme heat going on, especially in places uh, like Europe, where air conditioning and central air especially Mm -hmm. is not a thing that most homes have. You know, I guess the common answer for us is like, why even take your dog out? Mm-hmm. But I guess even in the house, they're sweltering too, so you got to help them out. Now, I would assume too that these things are battery operated, and you'd have to be careful with some dogs who like to pounce into water because right, you don't want to yes. electrocute the, <laughs> the mutt at the same time. And it'll be funny to watch someone try to strap one of these bad boys on a cat. He'll end up in ER. So, um... If you have a dog, you know that a lot of them do not like to travel in a car. They don't like the stress of a car ride. Uh, Two out of three dog owners say their dogs get very stressed when riding in a car. But it turns out that uh, if you give your dog control of the tunes, that can help. Let them work the radio. Right. A lot of three-dog night. Yeah, maybe. But uh, experts say... Dogs generally prefer soft rock and reggae. Seems to be oh. their seems to be their uh, their groove. I wouldn't have thought reggae, but okay. And uh, some of the tunes that really make your dog chill include "How Deep Is Your Love" from the Bee Gees. Okay. No woman, no cry. Bob Marley. Good one. And like Brian Adams, everything I do, I do for you. All right. Foreigners, I want to know what love is. Uh huh. Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon." I think your dog's a stoner. Yeah. Uh, one in ten from UB40. They like some Kate Bush, Hounds of Love from Kate Bush. Yeah. Desperado, the Eagles, Many Rivers to Cross, Jimmy Cliff, and Your Love is King from Chardet. So you could you could put together a doggy chill playlist. Uh, but does this not have a lot to do with the fact that if you're listening to this, you're probably more relaxed as well? Maybe. You know, like, like dogs sense your anxiety mm-hmm. and tenses them up as well. I think that if this was my playlist, I'd fall asleep and end up in a ditch. <laughs> now, this, this, makes, this makes me laugh. There's also the experts have come up with the worst songs to play okay. for your dog. And in that category, Black Dog by Zeppelin, <laughs> right. Back in Black by ACDC, uh-huh. and Paranoid Black Sabbath. <laughs> See, even dogs are tired of those songs. <laughs> Even the dog is really back in black again. You think he wants to jump out of the car because he's anxious? No. It's because you're playing the same damn song again. Post Malone, talented guy, likes to uh, perform and produce all genres of music. But another talent he has that I don't know I was aware of is it seems like he's one hell of a, a video game player. He has raised over $200,000 through a charity streaming event called Gaming for Love. He did four streams playing Apex Legends, and each stream benefited a different charity. I, I, you know what? I, I've seen a, a few like TikToks and, and, and little viral videos that have gone around of Post Malone mm. and, uh, and just how nice a dude mm-hmm. he is. Like, I mean, obviously with all the, the facial tattoos and stuff, he's, got, teeth a, and he's the- got an appearance that would you know maybe not... Uh, lend to you thinking he's a nice and outgoing, but he seems really humble and and like a really yeah. quiet, calm dude. Yeah, I've uh, seen him in a couple of interviews where he's been very honest about his mental health issues, and yeah, he seems like he's a caring guy. Right. Um, 
so yeah, he, he plays his Apex Legends and he does very well. He's raised over two hundred grand, and I guess you can you can watch them now even on Twitch. Uh, they're also posted on YouTube, and there's um, there's links to uh, still donate. And he's also uh, challenging a fan to a game of Magic the Gathering for a chance to win a hundred thousand. He uh, cho- he chose a player last night, and will face off on the eleventh. So this uh, seems to be like a, a big deal for him. And from what you know of your children, watching people play video games is a huge deal for them. <sighs> You know, listen, nothing against Post Malone in this story, and and the charity element of it is fantastic. But you know, this drives me nuts. You know, <laughs> and, I know. and it, it happened as just like like yesterday. We we're about to have lunch, and Evan was eating uh, already. He was watching something on YouTube, and so I sat down with my lunch beside him. And and at one point, I had to stop and like pause it and just say. Explain to me what is interesting about this. Because he was literally watching uh, like this group of dudes uh, make YouTube videos. And he's watched those for years. It started with like uh, the dude perfect guys who would do all of these crazy trick shots. Right. And now it's more about you know guys who just challenge each other to things. Okay. Um, and some of it is video gaming. Um, and which... I didn't have much of a problem with because when it was Fortnite, they were watching guys who played. They were actually learning the game the skills of the game yep. by watching it. Right? And let's be honest; it kept him quiet. That too, <laughs> and it was babysitting for me. Yeah. Now, like yesterday, he was watching a group of dudes that were playing NBA 2K, whatever it was, like the NBA video mm-hmm. game. But they weren't playing the video game; they were only selecting dream teams for themselves, like drafting teams. And then simulating the season. Oh, right? okay. So they were like a general manager. So kind of like and- a fantasy team. Yeah. And where the draft is the most fun part. I get it. I've done that. I've mm-hmm. been there. But but uh, then you simulate the season right. to see whose team would have been better had you drafted them. Kind and so of they're thing. just sitting and watching somebody's other's simulation. He's sitting and watching someone else who is sitting <laughs> and watching a virtual game predict the outcome. That's so crazy. And I was like, I, 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 and he was upset. He was like, well, fine, we can watch something else. I said, no, 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 no. You can go ahead and watch it. Yeah. I, you know, numb your brain some more. You're already <laughs> doing this. I can't stop you. Whatever floats your boat. But I, I said, just explain to me what is interesting about this. <laughs> I don't get it. You've got the system downstairs. Yeah. It's not like I've deprived him of the game. He's actually got the game yeah, downstairs. He could build he his could own team. He could just go and do it himself. Yeah. Play against his brother like that. But yeah. I don't get it. Like, I, when I had a video game system, I, I don't know, wanted to play video games on it. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe it's like adults and porn. Right. You know, we watch other people doing it when right. we could be doing it ourselves. Yeah, and maybe it's like the casino. You know, like there's some people who just go and watch other people play. That's yeah, like they, yeah. They, they can't bring themselves to throw a bet down themselves. But this would be like when we were kids going to the arcade, which was for me mm. like the be-all, end-all of, of a trip out. My dad would take me, he'd go play Galaga yep. and I'd or Arkanoid and I'd play something else. Right. You know, but it'd be like going to the arcade and just watching other people play it. <laughs> well, that was usually me because I would have blown through my five bucks on <laughs> Mrs. Pac-Man in about ten minutes and I had nothing else to do but smoke. A study found that we recently had our shortest day on record. June 29th was 1.59 milliseconds less than 24 hours. 
It happened because of an irregular movement in the poles called a Chandler wobble. Okay. Could the earth be any more wobbly? Right. Yeah. So I don't know what that means in the overall grand scheme of things or if it was just a one-off. But we uh, we lost 1.59 milliseconds. I'll, uh, you ever notice, and this must drive you nuts if, it, if you have, that sometimes the clocks in your house move at different speeds? Yes. Right? Like, yes. Uh, and, you know, one of those things, one of those little... OCD idiosyncrasies that I have is that, you know, when you set the range and the microwave or all the clocks in, mm-hmm. in one room should be saying the same thing, yeah. especially the digital ones. Uh, and when you got to set them yourself, I've noticed I set them and now the microwave is like three minutes faster. We have the exact same problem. Yeah. Yes, the stove is slower than the microwave. <laughs> and you think, my goodness, yeah. how the hell did this happen? It's and how is it so far out? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it should take a long time to be out by a couple of minutes. And I, and I find, too, when you have to reset your clock. So on our stove, it's like a two-push step. It's like really easy. Clock, the time, clock again. Right. The microwave is like six steps. you got to give it the a.m. and the p.m. Yeah. So why, by the time you've done the one. Time, like all, like a month. I just want to heat a burrito. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> like, who uses their microwave to yeah. set calendar reminders? <laughs> And who uses uh, their microwave with all those options? Like, I'll do reheat dinner, right. and then I'll just hit high heat. Like, one minute, go. I know. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, one of his good bits is his thank you notes right. that he does. And one of them was once, you know, thank you, microwave, for the add 30 seconds button for <laughs> making all other buttons irrelevant right. on a microwave. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I've ever, if I have, it's been a couple of times at the most, like, I don't think I've ever used, like, the defrost feature. Right. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it. I've used that one before. I, but I never, like, changed the power settings like right. you can. But anyway, I, just, I noticed that this morning. And the, the, the crux of it is, is that we got, you know, we redid the kitchen. And Adrian doesn't love this new microwave. Okay. So I've been kind of fighting for it. <laughs> and it's not helping me in its battle. <laughs> like, dude, stop from your return to the store. Uh-oh. Start working properly. Um, remember, I said this, I guess, many times that I believe that when I, by the time I reach my senior years, all uh, medical issues will have been solved. Right. So I won't be passing away. I'll just be going surfing in Hawaii. Yeah. Good luck with that. In my hundreds. Well, we're one step closer. I'm telling you, this is going to happen. Researchers at Yale figured out how to reanimate dead cells in a pig it could help keep organs alive longer so they can be transplanted. And maybe someday it'll help bring people back to life. Whoa. Uh-huh. That would be awkward. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> now, for all of us who you know want to stay upright for as long as we can, this seems like good news. For all of you waiting on inheritance, <laughs> <laughs> hang on a second. <laughs> this is very bad news. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.